Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Thank you very much for joining me today. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and certified medical laser safety officer and founder of Laser Therapy Institute. And this is an episode of Healing at the Speed of Light. This is our patient-focused podcast where we talk about how laser therapy can help some of the really difficult conditions, healthcare conditions out there, how laser therapy can help that safely, and what the newest research is really showing for the future of light therapy and how patients can benefit. So thanks for joining me today. We're talking about COPD. So uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. This one is one that is really interesting. We've not done any episodes on it yet. And I'm bringing you information from a 2018 article titled Low-Level Laser Therapy Reduces Lung Inflammation in an Experimental Model of Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary Disease Involving the P2X7 Receptor. Essentially, what they say in this study is that Laser therapy can significantly reduce the inflammatory effect in COPD and that laser can be pointed to as a promising therapeutic approach for lung inflammatory diseases. This is pretty exciting stuff, so let me give you some disclaimers right up front. Number one, this is all very experimental, okay? Even though this study is already almost four years old, it is still in the very much experimental phase, and that's okay. We need studies that show us the possibilities that are out there and what's not possible as well. In this case, we're talking about a really difficult, really progressive, pretty much hopeless disorder and utilizing an experimental treatment to reduce and improve it. So number one is experimental. Number two, being experimental, this is not FDA cleared. So this is not something you can run down to your pulmonologist for and say, hey, I want to try laser therapy for my COPD. They're going to look at you like you're kind of crazy. And uh, that's how people look at me typically. Anyway, that is something that, you know, is not going to be easily found out there yet. However, this is really interesting information. I'll tell you why as we go. Um, but then the third kind of disclaimer I've got here for you is the study I'm looking at today is actually a mouse study. This is not a human study. Now, mice are used in a lot of cases to uh, kind of replicate human diseases so that we can study them more in depth. You can't really translate mouse studies directly to, okay, well, this is what they did in the mice, so if we do this in people, it's going to have the same effects. That's not necessarily always true, but we can still, again, gain a lot of knowledge from it. So we're going to go through this study today. We're going to talk about COPD, uh, why it's such a kind of hopeless and terminal disease. It kills a lot of people every year. We're going to talk about how laser therapy affects the cells in the lungs um, and what we can really take away from this as well. So number one, COPD is a global health problem that has been predicted to become the third cause of death in the world by 2020. Uh, now, cigarette smoke is what most people know is the main cause of COPD, but it's not the only cause. They say, actually, um, there's a significant prevalence of COPD among people who have never smoked. Maybe that's secondhand smoke. Sometimes it is exposure to other problems, uh, problematic uh, 
air. Sometimes you can get idiopathic COPD as well, and you don't really know what the cause is. But in any case, it can happen to people that smoke, for sure, but it can also happen to people who don't smoke, and that's kind of a tragic thing. When you have not smoked, you've tried to do you know what you can to take care of your lungs, still end up with a COPD diagnosis. That's, that's a little bit difficult. They say the estimated annual cost of COPD in the U.S. are $50 billion. And again, this is a few years old. Inflation's taking its toll. But $50 billion, and most of these costs are related to exacerbations requiring hospitalization. When you have COPD, you have uh, airflow limitations. And that means that you're a lot more prone to secondary issues as well. Things like pneumonia, lung infection, um, and then further on, because your, your lungs are working so hard to bring air in, it's a real energy drain on the rest of the body. So people with COPD and other pulmonary diseases can have a lot of secondary problems as well. So uh, they say COPD is characterized by airflow limitation that is not fully reversible and is usually progressive, means it gets worse over time, and associated with an abnormal inflammatory response in the lungs. Think about this with me. If you're a smoker or you're intaking some kind of harmful substance into the lungs, the body's natural response is to try and react to and protect the lungs. That means an inflammatory response. Now, if that's a standalone instance, then it's an over and done with. The body has an inflammatory response, then it reduces, you move on, you don't have lung damage. But for smokers especially, or somebody with a kind of chronic problem that is ongoing, and ongoing stress on the lungs. You have this chronic inflammatory response that continues to be a inflammatory trigger, and so you have ongoing inflammation consistently throughout, uh, you know, sometimes years, many times, decades. And that means that the lungs are consistently inflamed. That chronic inflammation is what starts to create real problems in the lungs themselves and even damage. With me so far? All right. If you're joining us on Facebook and you've got questions, you've got comments, post them on there. I'll be checking those out as we go here. Again, this is a 2018 study about COPD and laser therapy. So they set up a study, uh, they set up an experiment in this study to look at how l mice that are exposed to uh, cigarette smoke would progress when they're treated with laser therapy. So what they did is they took a bunch of mice and exposed them to cigarette smoke uh, over 75 days. They did it twice a day, 30 minutes per session. The idea is to replicate uh, smoking and then be able to see the effects uh, on the lungs. And then a portion of those mice were also treated with laser for the last 15 days of the experiment. So from day 60 through day 75, in addition to getting that smoke inhalation, that exposure, they were also given a session of laser therapy twice a day. So one after, after they had the, the cigarette smoke exposure, they would apply the laser to the trachea and over the top of the lungs on the mice. 30 seconds each spot, all right? Really low power. And again, these are mice, so they're very small. We can't really take exactly what was done here and translate it to humans necessarily. But by doing this, and again, these mice were still being exposed to cigarette smoke throughout this time, right? This was only done during the last 15 days of this cigarette exposure. So this would kind of replicate somebody who smokes for a long time 
and then even without quitting smoking, starts using laser, what do you think they saw? In this case, we're talking about inflammatory changes, right? It's chronic smoke exposure. We know that laser therapy helps to control that inflammatory response. So that means we also know, at least theoretically, that if we can apply laser therapy during this inflammatory response, during this uh, section of time where these mice are exposed to ongoing smoke inhalation that maybe will get a reduction in the amount of inflammation that happens. If you can reduce the inflammation that happens, then you can reduce the damage that happens as well. So what did they see? Well, they saw that laser therapy actually reduced the main COPD outcomes, the negative COPD outcomes, such as lung emphysema, airway remodeling, and chronic bronchitis. Those are the three big things that really happen that we can identify as problems along with COPD. And so they're saying that in the case of the mice that got the smoke exposure plus laser therapy, they saw much less development of these factors of COPD. They also said that laser therapy seems to contribute to the maintenance of integrity of lung structure. So in COPD, those airway spaces expand to the point that they can't really take in air anymore because lung spaces work by expanding and contracting, right? It's how you drive air in and then back out. And in COPD, those lung spaces keep working to try and bring air in to the point where they get overexpanded. They can no longer collapse to push air out. So you lose the integrity of the lung structure. But the laser therapy that was applied in this particular instance seemed to contribute to maintaining good lung structure. Also, the mice that got the laser therapy had improved static and dynamic elastins. These results are particularly important, they say, since reduced static elastins and dynamic elastins observed in the present study resemble typical impairment of human COPD and are related to the increased work of breathing, which significantly accounts for the COPD severity. So the harder it is to breathe, the worse the COPD is, right? And that's uh, one of the things that they were able to see with this particular study. Again, this is a mouse study. We can't necessarily just translate this directly to humans. But they say, look, with humans, one of the biggest things is this lack of elasticity, right? Again, for the lungs to work correctly, they have to be able to expand the air spaces and contract them. If you lose elasticity, you don't get that change that can happen. You lose the, elastic, the elastic properties to the point where the lung spaces don't work correctly to bring in air and drive out air. So in this case, the laser actually improved the way the structure was and the elasticity of the lung tissues themselves. Now, I could have picked some human studies for this. I wanted to go for this mouse study for a particular reason. This mouse study really allows us to see the final outcomes of smoking and COPD, but also the final outcomes of smoking COPD plus laser. Remember, these mice were still exposed to cigarette smoke even while they were getting laser. Because one of the big questions here is, well, what if somebody can't quit smoking? Or they're trying, but they're just not there yet. Is there any value to applying laser to try and you know, save the lungs for what you've got? And the answer, according to this study, is maybe. There might be some actual benefit, even if the person is still smoking. The next question that the human studies really can't answer is, what really happens in the lungs when we use laser. 
because this was a mouse study, they were able to sacrifice these animals and actually look at and evaluate the lungs with a microscope and by chemical tests to observe the inflammatory changes much more accurately than you would do with a human study. And so we can tell not only are there improved structure retention, improved maintenance of the lung structures and improved elasticity, but the inflammatory markers, the inflammatory action within the lungs is better controlled in the mice that had the laser. We can't really do that with human studies. So as human studies continue to come out showing benefit, we know that this particular study probably gives us a good foundation to say how this works. The laser helps to control the inflammatory response, which helps to preserve the structure, the elasticity, the function of the lungs, even if patients are still smoking. Now, don't take that to say that you don't have to stop smoking and you can just go get some laser. We're not there yet at all, but it does say a lot for the future of where we're going, hopefully. We can see more and more studies coming out that show benefit for laser therapy. This should be something that will become more and more common. You may start to see this in the pulmonologist's office. You may start to see this at urgent cares. You will hopefully start to see this in more and more offices around the country. If you are looking for laser therapy, I'd highly encourage you to check out our clinics, lasertherapyinstitute.org. There is a tab that says clinics, and there's a map there where you can look and see if there is a laser therapy clinic near you. Also, if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have uh, ideas about what we can do on this podcast to help you learn more about using laser therapy for healthcare conditions, excuse me, you can just email us too. Info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can catch us on Facebook every two weeks talking about research and how it impacts what we know about light and laser therapies. There's a lot of great tools on our website, on the Facebook page for patients. If you're a healthcare provider, I'd encourage you to check out our Laser Therapy Institute podcast, which is a similar podcast but focused on how to look at this laser therapy research, use it in practice, how you can use light therapy to help your patients. Thank you very much for joining me today. I will look forward to seeing you back here to talk about patient-related laser therapy stuff in about two weeks. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.